This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And in this episode, I want to talk about a really simple idea. And here it is. I want to distill it down and just kind of share it as we get going here. Inward focus destroys relationships. Outward focus makes them flourish. Now, I want to stop right here because I have a feeling that if you're like me, you're going, I could almost stop listening right now because that's a really simple idea. And I've actually got a few situations and people that are kind of popping in my mind right now. And I realize, yeah, if I change things up and if I stop being focused in on me and start being focused in on others, I, I could see relationships would really come to life if I started doing that. So it's a reminder that at the end of this episode, you're not going to go, wow, I really learned a brand new thing for the first time. It's a reminder of something that we all know on a really deep level, but it's a reminder that I think is important for us to keep in front of ourselves because it's so easy to get focused inward. Right now, my wife and I are in the midst of moving and we're renovating a new house. And so I've got a lot of things that are kind of jockeying for position in my mind, my mental space. I'm trying to think of, okay, what day is it that I have the electrician and the other contractor coming and when am I supposed to pick up that thing from Lowe's, that the vanity or the countertop or the cabinet or whatever, and I don't have a truck, is it going to fit in my car? All these things, right, that are just one after the other after the other. And notice that none of those things were about work. So you imagine there's a whole bunch of other things popping up there. None of those things were about relationships. So figuring out when I'm going to spend time with this person or that person, what my wife and I are going to do over the weekend, all these things. You think about how much stuff we're all juggling, how much stuff is bouncing around in all of our minds and how easy it is to get focused inward, to get focused on ourselves and to go, yeah, I got all this stuff going on. I really don't have a whole lot of time for whatever someone else is going through right now. I want to read a passage from Philippians chapter 2. This is verses 3 through 5. Paul writes, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. And again, what Paul is saying in these verses These are not ideas that we go, wow, I never knew that or I never thought of that. They're ideas that we need to keep reminding ourselves over and over and over because it's so easy to get focused in 
on me instead of outward on others. Now, there are a couple of ideas here in verse 4 that I want to talk about because, you know, Paul wasn't writing these verses in English. He was writing them in Greek. And when we understand what's going on there, when we understand the original language and we see the ideas that he was trying to communicate, there's some more depth to this passage than what we see kind of when we just read it at first glance. And so when he says each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others, that word look, he was using a word that was very closely associated with um, kind of a sentry or a security guard. And in, again, this is ancient world. And so things are so different for them. But most of these cities would be walled cities. And it's a community of people who's living in one space kind of for safety and uh, so that their ecosystem, they can, you know, you can raise the food and I'll take care of the clothes and this other person, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they organized these communities, but the wall around the city was a big deal because in the ancient world, when someone approached, you never knew if it was a friend or a foe and cities were constantly being attacked and overthrown and taken over by some new leader. And so they had sentries that would sit on top of these walls and they would spend, whether it was all day or all night, just scanning the horizon, just watching, 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 trying to see, is anybody coming? And if they are, who are they? What do they want? They have to figure all this stuff out. And so when Paul says, look, not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. He's using this idea of scanning, of scouring, of just searching out, being on high alert. And we kind of do that naturally, right? We're on high alert for our stuff, for how things affect me. And when we're on high alert for what's going on with other people, let's be honest, usually it's not for the right reasons. Uh, usually we're on high alert because we want to prove that we were right when we told them we knew they were going to forget their phone or lose their keys or spill that drink in the car or forget to feed the pet. That's the kind of stuff we stay on high alert for, isn't it? I don't think I'm just talking about me. That's really natural, really easy to be on high alert for the negative. But what Paul's saying here is we need to be on high alert, not only for the stuff and how it affects our lives, but for how it affects other people's lives too. And the second thing that Paul's talking about here that we don't really get because of the language barrier, when he wrote this, this verse in Greek says, each of you should look not only to your own, and then there's no word there. So it's each of you should look not only to your own blank, but also to the blank 
of others. That interest, we had to add that in order for this to make sense in English. And maybe your mind doesn't work like mine, but I am really geared toward finding loopholes. And I joke with my wife that if I wasn't in ministry, I would love to be a lawyer because that's just, I don't have to try to work at it. That's just how my brain works, searching for loopholes. And what Paul did here, the way he wrote this verse, it's a real loophole closer because he didn't say, don't only be on the lookout for your own interests, but also the interests of other people. He's saying, don't just be on high alert, on the lookout for your own stuff, for your own hopes and fears and anxieties and difficulties and dreams and joy, whatever word you put in there, don't only be looking out for you. Also be looking out for other people. And Eugene Peterson, uh, he put together, it's not a translation of the Bible, it's a paraphrase. And so he went through and tried to say, Okay, in everyday English, what was this verse trying to communicate? And so this is what he has to say about this passage in Philippians chapter 2. He writes, Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. And I love that way of thinking about it. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. That's what Paul's getting at here. He's saying don't constantly just be on high alert for stuff and how it affects you. Don't constantly be on high alert just thinking, what can I get out of this? He's inviting us to be on high alert for the people around us too for what they're going through. And it doesn't take a whole lot of extra time or mental energy to stop for just a minute and say, you know, that person that was short with me just there, uh, you know what, I'm pretty overwhelmed and pretty busy and pretty stressed out by all the things I'm trying to juggle in my life. Maybe they're dealing with that too. Or you know what, maybe they had a really tough day at work and they just got yelled at because they messed something up. Or maybe they're dealing with some relationship trouble, maybe some health stuff, maybe some money stuff. I don't know. But if we stop and just give that extra grace for a moment, that you know what, I I'm not going to be so dialed in, so on high alert for only my stuff for only my life, for only my worries and interests and all that, I'm going to also be on high alert for how that might be affecting other people. And like I say, this is something that we all already knew when we started listening. That inward focus, when we're constantly looking at us, over time that destroys relationships but outward focus makes them flourish. Think about the people that you really enjoy being around. They're people who are asking about what's going on in your life, and they remember, 
hey, last time I talked to you two weeks ago, you mentioned this. What's an update on that? What's going on? How are you feeling about that? When people do that, you go, oh, wow, you were actually listening and you actually kind of filed that away in your brain. Like you care about what's going on in my life. And then we want to share more and more and more of ourselves with those people. And Paul's invitation in this passage is for all of us to be those people. But it doesn't happen if we're so focused in on us. We have to turn that focus outward toward other people. And we know when we do that, that every single one of our relationships is going to benefit. It doesn't matter who the person is that we're in a relationship with. It doesn't matter how they're wired. When we start focusing outward instead of inward, it's going to bring life to those relationships. And the reason we do that is not so people uh, get excited about us and when they see us walk in the room, they go, oh, I love this person. It's so they can see how God is working in and through our lives and so that it can point people to him. So let's go and spend a little less time focused in and a little more time on high alert focusing on others.